The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the Town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Community Conversations on the BMC Podcast Network. I'm your host, Roger Colton. Belmont has a new town administrator, Patrice Garvin. She's been with us uh, since early in the year. Today, we've got Patrice with us. We're going to talk with her about both her job and herself. Welcome. Thanks for coming over. I, I can't imagine that you have a busier time of the year uh, other than these weeks leading up to town meeting. Yes, that is the case. <laughs> uh, on the... Uh, uh, on the Belmont Journal last week, I, I'd like to start out with uh, uh, an issue-oriented uh, uh, question. But on the Belmont Journal last week, which is Belmont's hyper-local hyper -local news show, you mentioned that the town of Belmont's budget was really in good shape for the next two years. Correct. Can, can you uh, tell us again what, where we are sure. relative to where, uh, sure. uh, uh, where we're going? Sure. So in FY15, as you know, you had an override, um, an operating override for the town. And at that time, the plan was to put a certain uh, money aside to stretch it out as long as you possibly can. And due to that decision, the increases that we're seeing due to school enrollment um, that is putting pressure on the school budget and um, increasing it year over year is going to be covered with that money from the FY15 override. So when we looked at FY19, which is the upcoming uh, fiscal year's budget, we were able to take a little bit of that to fund um, some of the school increases. And then again, looking even forward, more forward to FY20, we wanted to make sure that FY20 was also uh, stable, and it was using that override money um, from 15. And the override money has actually lasted longer than people initially expected, right? Yes, that's my understanding. I think the original plan was to have it last until 18, and we've been able to extend it out two more years. Uh, which is uh, good management or, uh, or fortuitous circumstances? I think a little bit of both. You always got to have a little luck. <laughs> um, that always helps. Um, but, yes, it's good management um, uh, for the town of Belmont. There are... Uh, People like me, who when, when we think of an override coming up in, in two years, uh, that think that rather than putting off discussions about, uh, public discussions about our financial situation in Belmont, we should, there are circum certain discussions we should be starting to have mm -hmm. now. Yes. It, are, there, are there things that you think people should be talking about in public before? Uh, outside the context of an override vote? Sure. I, I mean, I think that it, where I find my best um, stuff is interacting and talking to people. Um, anytime I have a conversation, I walk away with another idea. I've already started a list of things that I think we could work on within the next year, year and a half, two years, to maybe help offset some of the uh, override that we're predicting currently. So <laughs> it's really just continuous work, conversations with people. Um, there are people in this town that are extremely knowledgeable, have a great history. I have been finding myself going to them on multiple occasions because they, they know the history of the town. They know how the town works. And 
it's it's just really with those two things combined, it, it really helps in planning and, and for the override potential override in 2021. And and override, or let, let's not even use the word override. Let's mm-hmm. say a proposal to increase taxes, sure. which is what it is. An override which is, is. It's over uh, two and a half that we're allowed. Yeah. Right, and that invariably will bring out uh, passions sure. in in people. Uh, and there are folks who will say, oh, rather than raising taxes, we should just uh, cut the fat out of municipal government. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what do you say to folks like that? You know, running a town, as I've done um, for a while now, it, it, it can be a very expensive venture. Um, you're providing a service to the residents of the community. That's ultimately what we do. It's as basic as that. And when you run into tough times and you're not able to provide a level service to, to the residents, then you have to look at, okay, what services need to be looked at. And, you know, I would say my goal is to provide the best service to the residents of the community. You know, I don't particularly enjoy offering level service. I think residents deserve more than a level service budget. They deserve, you know, everything that we could possibly give them. So. I would say that fat in the budget, it, it, it's really not there in terms of you want the best people working for you, you want um, you know, the best resources that the town can provide. It's, it's um, one of those types of things for me. Sure. Yeah. Before we leave the budget, uh, I, I'm always curious. Uh, mm-hmm. You're the town administrator, and in Belmont it seems like we have this split. We have the town side of the budget. We have the school side of the budget. Mm-hmm. But there are some folks in uh, the town administration who are co-equals or certainly toward the, the top of sure. uh, the list. We have you as the town administrator. We have the school superintendent. Uh, we have the general manager of the light department. Mm-hmm. We have the, the warrant committee for town meeting. How do you get all those folks working sure. together or melding together so there's not a, a grinding of gears simply because of the multiplicity of people sure. involved? Well, I can tell you I've, I've been in towns that have that mentality, which is it's a town-school um, separateness, and that never really gets you anywhere. I always come at it from a, a, a place of collaboration. You have to collaborate with all of those entities because we are one town. It's one town of Belmont. Um, I have always taken the approach of consensus building. You have to really make an effort to get people in the room, to get people talking, communicating, and trying to figure out ways to make things better. That's how I approach it, and I'm, I, I've always been that way. I think it goes to my, um, I'm one of nine children. You know, you had, oh my. To, you had to learn to get along to with get a along. lot of different yes. people, and it just kind of has, that has been really who I have been throughout my life is, trying to work with all different types of people. And, and you you meet regularly nowadays, something that sure. really didn't used to occur, but the, the school committee, the board of psychmen, the work mm-hmm. committee. Yep, uh, and I'm constantly reaching out to the school superintendent, uh, the Belmont, uh, the light manager. I will be continuing that with the new manager that they just hired. So it's really a collaboration, and I think that when you start to see that um, school versus town mentality kind of seeping into the community, it's because the people at the top aren't talking to each other, and, and that's and that's when you know something's up, 
something's not right. Uh huh. One thing I'd like to do today is to let people get sort of a, a peek inside your job, the, okay. the job of being town administrator. Okay. Um, and one thing I think people uh, ask about is what's the relationship between, not the personal relationship, but sure. the, uh, the relationship between the Board of Selectmen and you as the town administrator. How much of your job is doing what you're asked to do sure. and how much of it is uh, you're, you're the C chief operating officer, not the CEO, sure. but sure. the chief op sure. operating officer of Belmont? You know, I approach it, um, and I've always approached it this way. There are, de there are guardrails around the job and, and, the, and the board of selectmen, but again, it's a team approach. I, I work at the pleasure of the board of selectmen, and I take that very seriously. So selectmen sometimes do ask me a request that I follow up on something and do something. And then there's other times where I'm bringing something to the board saying, hey, we need to look at this. You know, are you opposed to me checking this out? So it's, it's a, it's a, a two-way communication. You have to have that communication between the board members. One of the things I said when I was um, hired was there wasn't going to be one thing one selectman knew and the other two didn't. Um, I feel that does the board a disservice and it does me a disservice. We all have to be in tune on the same page so we can then take whatever we're working on and move it forward. And that's pretty much my philosophy with the board. And going the other way, if you will, to town department mm -hmm. uh, and town department heads, sure. uh, are they, do they report to you? There, Am I even using the right language? <laughs> so I, I, they fall under my management. Um, there are certain positions like the police chief and the fire chief, and I believe the town accountant that report directly to the selectman that's in the bylaw. Um, I will say that, you know, I encourage the selectman, you know, t if they had asked me to reach out to those department heads, I have no problem with them going and speaking to the department heads, as long as I'm in the loop. As long as everyone's in the same loop and we're all talking and communicating, there's, it's going to work. It's just what, what is it we're trying to do, what's the goal, and how can everyone work together was that goal? Well, it reminds me of uh, some of the rules that Adam uh, articulated for himself when he became Adam Dash, mm -hmm. uh, who was one of our board of selectmen, articulated where he said, "No surprises, no drama." Right. That Correct. that seems to that be that is my number one. Yeah, that that seems to be a, a good way to pursue things. Yes. Well, and then you have the staff. Mm -hmm. I, I'm trying to. Uh, create this picture of sure. how Belmont government uh, operates. So we have you at the, the top of the staff, if you will. Mm -hmm. We have the department heads. But then Belmont seems to have this plethora of town committees. Sure. We have 60 or 65. I heard sure. a number the other day. 60, 66. 66. Now, yeah. Which uh, I've been to, I think, almost 60 of them. <laughs> so really? I'm, I'm getting close to being... Um, you know, meeting with all the individual committees and boards. And what's your, your relationship with uh, a, a town or committees. town committees? Uh, do they report to you? No, I see my role, and this is what I, when I visited the committees, one of the reasons I did that was obviously want to introduce myself. The second thing I told them is I didn't want to meet them during some type of crisis. That's not the best time to meet somebody. Yeah. And the third thing is that I'm there as a resource to them. My door is open. They can call me at any time. If they were struggling with something, you know, how can I help you? 
if I have an idea for a particular committee, I, I can bring it to them. It's, it's really just to kind of establish that line of communication. So I work conjunctively with the committees. Um, if the, the committee is looking to bring something to the Board of Selectmen, I'm, I see my role as the facilitator of that, get out all the, the, the things that need to be worked out prior to it going before the board. So when the, when the issue is in front of the board, the board has as much knowledge of it as I do. So what I one thing I hear in there is one of your responsibilities is simply to know at least the chairs uh, of sure. the committee. Yep, absolutely. Uh, because you want to have the the relationship mm -hmm. uh, with the committee and and have them know that they can call you and mm -hmm. you'll know who they are. Right, and then if they have or need something, I can direct them to the department that can best best help them. And how does a town like Belmont, which is uh, and we're really a pretty small town, mm -hmm. but uh, how does a town like Belmont keep 66 committees from devolving into chaos? Uh, uh, just from the sheer so, number of people well, involved. There are statutory committees, obviously, like the of CBA course. and the Planning Board. Um, but then you have the committees that are created by, usually appointed by the Board of Selectmen, and the Selectmen create a charge for them. It, the charge usually has the purpose, the number of committee members that should be on it, <laughs> goals and objectives, things like that. Um, so the committee has a sense of what their purpose is and what they're charged to do. I want to remind our listeners that I'm talking with Patrice Garvin today. Patrice is uh, Belmont's new town administrator. And someday I, I hope to drop that, that word new. New, uh, yeah. It, it that, certainly doesn't feel new anymore. I mean, it's... I've been here about three months, and, uh, yeah, I've learned a lot. Uh, let's uh, ex extend the conversation that, that we've been having to, to a more personal note. Um, one of the things that uh, I was struck by the, the other night, uh, I was at the light board meeting where uh, a new general manager was hired mm -hmm. for Belmont Light, and one of the comments he made was that he uh, sees so many cool things to do, and that was his turn, uh, term, that sometimes he finds it difficult to uh, rein himself in. Yep. Uh, do, you, do you find that? Oh, yeah. I, find, I totally understand that. You know, you could be sitting at a, a committee meeting, and you can see that they're struggling with something, and it's really hard for me not to say, well, I'll do that. I'll help you do that because I my second thought is okay. Patrice, when are you gonna find time to do that? So, you want to help, and sometimes you take on way too much, and then it just becomes overwhelming, and you're ineffectual. You have to really pick and choose um, the priorities and what you really want to move forward because your time is 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 limited. Everyone's time is limited, and that is something that is internal. Uh, uh, or that per to me, personal, yeah, or is are there institutional structures? Uh, there's an internal need for me to always want to help somebody when they're struggling with something, and uh -huh. I, I want to reach out and, and see if I can offer any assistance. And all of a sudden, you're overextended yeah. and uh, yeah. not able to do yes uh, to do your job. Yes, uh, exactly. exactly. Uh, uh, on a uh, a newsy note, um, there is. Um, in Belmont, I don't want to put people in their graves, but okay. uh, um, it, it seems as though we have any number of folks who are 
moving toward retirement. Mm -hmm. uh, Chief McLaughlin, who is a good friend uh, of our family, has to think about retirement uh, on occasion. Sure. Uh, uh, the, the fire chief, um, the, uh, is, do you have a role in succession sure. uh, planning? Sure. Uh, uh, what is the town of Belmont doing? Well, those are two separate questions. Uh, sure. Do you so, have a role? You know, going back to the, the Belmont manager light department, I believe that was one of the questions to uh, the managers, that there is some succession planning needs because you have um, some employees re ready and, and to retire. I think that, you know, when you get wind of somebody's looking to retire, you start to have those conversations with the department head, um, you know, time frame, what they're thinking, and then immediately my, my mind goes to, okay, what's the next step? I think when anyone leaves any position um, in town, the entire department should be looked at. Is there efficiencies that can be made? Does a restructure need to happen? Does the job description need to be looked at? I always find those as opportunities to really take time to look at the department to see um, how to improve it. And it would seem that technology has something to do uh, sure. with that, too, that as we move more and more into a technological age, that, mm -hmm. um, that there would be a definition not only of the person you want, but you have to think about how, if at all, you're going sure. to redefine the position. Sure. I, is well, that that, that and, you know, if the, if the person has been in the position for a long time, you know, has the town changed a lot? Has has um, the industry changed? You have to look at all those things um, when you're looking at a department, how it affects the department and how it runs. Belmont, uh, this was um, <coughs> in the year before you came, but mm -hmm. Belmont had a series of retirements at the fire department. Mm -hmm. uh, has there been or is is there going to be a, a conversation about uh, what uh, what the f fire department should look like in the 21st century and whether that's sure. different. Of course, we're well into the 21st century now, but uh, yep. and, and whether that's different from... Yeah, and I've heard those discussions a lot already happening. You know, you, you mentioned the chief. There's a poster in the police chief's office, and it shows um, the policemen, I think, from the revolutionary times all the way up to now. And you can just see the progression and the difference. Just by that picture, you can see the differences in the job and over a period of you know time. So, yeah, it, things are constantly evolving and changing, and it's the town's responsibility to respond to those changes. It, it, do those changes extend to the town uh, as a whole? Uh, this sure. is sort of an amorphous uh, question, but uh, uh, the... Is the the way in which municipal services are uh, delivered mm -hmm. uh, in 2020, let's say, different from the way municipal services were delivered in the year 2000? Oh, sure, absolutely. I mean, look at the the trash. I mean, that's a great. Uh, actually, that's a great. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for years, uh, you had dual stream. You had uh, barrels that people went out and bought individually. You had recycling bins, and now that has just completely changed. You're going to have a barrel for your trash, um, a barrel for your recycling. It's all automated. So that is a difference to the service that people have to adjust to. So I was thinking that there are only so many ways that uh, one can pave the streets uh, yep. or yep. Um, drive a police car. But, uh, but, trash but even that's changing. I mean, look at the complete streets initiative with the state. 
the initiative behind Complete Streets is not just to pave the road, but consider the pedestrian and the biker on the road. So that changes the design. So everything, every facet changes over the town. And what is the Complete Streets initiative? So the Complete Streets initiative is a grant program through the state. And what the town has done is we recently just um, passed pol the policy for Complete Streets. And it's to when you're looking at designing a street, you're considering everybody that's on the road, the car, the biker, the walker. So you design and, and pave and, and stripe based on that. So what we would like to do is from the policy, we're gonna develop a pri prioritization plan, submit it to the state, and then once that gets approval, that allows the town to then go and access funds to do those projects. So you're looking at it from sidewalk to sidewalk rather than from curb to curb. You're looking at the entire streetscape. The, the entire yeah. uh, right-of-way. Right mm -hmm. And some projects are small and some projects are a little bigger. Uh, on, uh, as we talk about um, staffing, mm -hmm. at, uh, this is another more personal question, uh, at sure. staffing in Belmont, I either read in the Citizen Herald or heard an interview uh, that you gave that you're looking forward to the day when ha having a woman as town administrator is no longer news. Correct. That, uh, uh, that goes for all positions in, in all industries, but yes. <laughs> it, are, are there more women coming up a, as town administrators? Um, we have a good representation now. Um, the MMA has just established a committee, Women in Leadership Committee, which I, I have just recently um, became a member of. So we're trying to, um, through that committee, get more women into the field and then obviously then maybe into the town administrator positions. Um, we have a fairly good representation, um, but it's still a predominantly a male, um, male population um, position. And what about other department heads? Uh, it seems like Belmont has uh, uh, a few women. We have a uh, sure. obviously the town clerk is mm -hmm. uh, Ellen, and we uh, have a female town accountant. But the department heads are primarily male, right? Um, I think it's a good mix. I can tell you, in a lot of other towns, it it's usually um, one of the most common structures. You have a male male uh, town administrator or manager and a lot of the department heads are women. The town accountant's a woman, the treasurer's a woman. Um, the obvious, mostly the DPW director is usually a man. So, but women are starting to surge more in those, in those types of roles um, for, like I said, the financial roles, um, assessors, there's a lot of women in the assessor's position, so things like that. What what uh, degree do you have to be aware of or be worried about, concerned about uh, uh, the people entering municipal employment mm -hmm. positions generally? Uh, I remember the, the, the thought behind the thought here is I had a conversation with Peter Castanino mm -hmm. once, who is the former director of uh, Belmont's Department of Public Works. Mm -hmm. And... We were talking about how there just aren't uh, the same number of people who are aspiring to be heads of municipal department uh, public works. I would uh, say that's it, right. is, uh, is that true, well, is that true generally, and is yeah. that true with other departments? 
I, I would say that, you know, most of the high schoolers, I have a high schooler, they're not, you know, saying I want to be a town treasurer when I, I grow up. You know, it, it's, it's... What do we do about that? Or I, is that a we question? Or is so what I do you do about that? So I had this conversation um, with the Collins Center out of UMass Lowell about trying to initiate some type of apprentice-like program to generate some, some people to train them how to do these jobs. Because the other problem that the state is experiencing is a lot of the people are starting to retire in these positions. So you have a very small pool of applicants that you can go to for a treasurer, a municipal treasurer, a municipal accountant, a municipal collector. I mean, you're grabbing people from the private sector, and as everyone would tell you, municipal sector is vastly different from the private sector. So there is, you know, there's some concern that the, the pool of applicants is not as strong because there's a lot of retirements going on right now. If you look across the state, there are massive amounts of, even in my position, town administrators and managers retiring from serving for 30-plus years. So there needs to be some more formal instruction on municipal government. Yeah. And whether that happens at the college level. I know Suffolk does an MMA program. Um, it's a quick, almost I think it's a year program that they take applicants and they have people from my industry come in and, and teach them about municipal government. So there are things like that out there. It just there needs to be more of them. So uh, we're we're running short on time here, sure. but I have uh, uh, one last question for you. Okay. And uh, the uh, uh, the question of all questions: uh, How do you do what you do? How do you keep all the balls uh, uh, up in the air? It, it, yeah. I, I'm, th there's an assumption there that that's a struggle. But no. I talk with you on occasion, and it seems like there are people coming in. There are phone calls coming in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had conversations. I think it was with you, and I was having a subsequent conversation with someone else. You know, it's funny. Growing up, in a, and I bring this right back to growing up in a big family, and we still do it. You'll be sitting around the table. There's three different conversations going on. And I and my sisters and brothers will tell you the same thing. We jump from conversation to conversation. It, and it's become just something that I do. So I can juggle, you know, multiple topics at the same time. And they stay up, and I'm able to do it. And I lied when I said I only had one last question. <laughs> but uh, okay. when, uh, we're, we're coming up to town meeting. So is it? Fair to assume that now is a particularly busy time for you? It is. Um, getting the warrant uh, printed and um, ready and sent to the town meeting reps. Um, now that that is done, there, there seems to be a little bit of a weight lifting, but then, then there's town meeting. And considering this is my first town meeting, I've been to obviously multiple town meetings, representative open. Um, it's just because Belmont is, you know, every town is different and Belmont does it a different way. You have to go through your first one to kind of understand it. So... Is there a certain level of stress involved, or is it more excitement? I would say it's more excitement. You know, it was like my first selectman's meeting um, in Belmont. <laughs> I wasn't nervous because I had been doing it. That's what I've done every Monday night for the past, you know, Zillion seven years. years. Yes. Yeah. So there was no nerves because it's just doing the same thing. You're just doing it with, with different people. Sure. So. Well, we are out of time. Oh. Uh, thanks. Uh, uh, we we could talk forever. Yeah, we could, I could talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been talking with Patrice Garvin, who uh, is Belmont's uh, new town administrator. Uh, 
Uh, and I appreciate uh, oh, you great. taking time out of a very busy schedule to come yeah, over to the, the studios today. Uh, you've been listening to Community Conversations. I would like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. You can stream Community Conversations online at the BMC Podcast Network at belmontmedia.org. And you can also find Community Conversations on iTunes by searching for the BMC Podcast Network. Again, I would like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. I'm your Community Conversations host, Roger Colton. I will talk to you again next week.